We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Welcome to another Kilkenny Today here on uh, live. If you're listening on the Tuesday afternoon, it's Morris O'Connor with you, of course. And uh, good morning if you're listening on to us on the Wednesday morning. Great to have you with us one way or another, or both times, if you like to listen to both the live and the replay. Fair dues, you sure, why not? You can uh, pick up on lots of the detail and re-listen to things you might have been interested in first time round here live on the Tuesday afternoon. Anyway, uh, as I said, great great to be back. Lovely sunny afternoon here in Raidstown anyway, and uh, hopefully that sort of weather will continue on for a while. Not so sure, though, what it'll be like by the time you'll be listening in again now the Wednesday morning, but sure, look, nothing we can do about that, is there? Anyway, uh, today's show is going to be very much kind of uh, to do with council kind of related matters. We'll have Seamus Kavanagh, uh, who's a senior engineer in the Roads and Water Services section of the council, on with us towards the end of the show. And before him, Councillor Patrick O'Neill will be joining us. Uh, we won't have Parish News, of course, as per usual uh, at the moment, but of course we will bring that back to you as soon as we can. And uh, a couple of ads just to pay the bills a little bit, uh, which is fair enough. I think you need to, we need to do that. Uh, we don't. We will have. Uh, we don't do weather, of course, on uh, the Tuesdays because we would repeat, and uh, I'd get even more confused than I already am about whether I'm doing programs on Tuesday afternoons or Wednesday mornings. But anyway, Lee, let's leave that aside. I'll deal with my own confusion. But uh, joining us first on the line uh, this afternoon is a guest we've had on the show before, Richard O'Hara, from who's the regional communications lead with Irish Water. Good afternoon, Richard, and uh, welcome Hello, back. Mark. How are you? How are um, things? I'm I'm Grant. I'm Grant. How's yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's nice and sunny where I am here for the moment as well, so we, we can't complain too much. Great. Where are you coming to us from? Uh, I'm in a place uh, called Tom Brack near Ferns in County Wexford, so I'm kind of shouting across the mountains to you. <laughs> Great, great. Actually, um, speaking of place names and stuff, I think Tom Brack, he said, um, I, 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 uh, one of my brothers is down there in, in Wexford as well, near a place that I heard mentioned on the radio recently, Tom Haggard. Oh, yeah. And, um, which you, may, you probably know very well. And um, I thought to myself, gosh, isn't it amazing the, the unusual place names we have? I've no idea where... Where, what the kind of the derivation of that might be, or indeed either of your own townland, Tom Brack, but uh, they're, they're fascinating things, the place names. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and uh, I suppose uh, just, uh, I know we're going off <laughs> on a deviation here, but We are a bit, uh, I know. I, I'm from the Grailstuff in Galway originally, so I, I, I obviously have a Grail as well, but Tom Brack is uh, is, you know, it, what what that means is tomb is, is tomb, you know, a grave and uh, Brack means uh, uh, kind of the top of the hill, so it's basically the graveyard on the top of the hill, so um you know, it's a, it's kind of very interesting when you kind of break down these little uh, place names and oh, yeah, uh, tell yeah. them a lot about uh, about the countryside. You know, 
Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll uh, we could have another discussion another day about um, Irish can. place names because I did have Moncon McGann on the show there um, just before Christmas with his oh, talking about his book um, Thirty Two Words for Field. Um, but anyway, let's leave that aside for the moment. Let's talk water for a little while, Richard, if that's if that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, last time you were with us, just looking back at my guest list, it was the 5th of June 2020, which seems like such a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. And back then we were talking about water conservation orders. Um, that's obviously uh, long since gone. Um, how are the reservoir levels now and water water supply generally? I, I, it kind of, I think listeners' perception, mine anyway, would be that it's been quite a wet winter. Yeah, I suppose it has been a wet winter. Um, uh, put it this way, Morris, I suppose, you know, when we do place water conservation orders onto supplies, um, things are fairly, you know, bad, or we're, we're trying to really um, safeguard for the future, if you will, because, uh, you know, there's the, the, the weather forecast is really dry, and uh, there's very kind of limited forecast of rain for the weeks, and months that 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 are coming from the meteorological experts but i suppose as the seasons change and the climate gets wetter um and the i suppose the water um you know the 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 supplies and the sources replenish um things do kind of return back to a, a normal state but i suppose we're still you know, mindful to conserve water and to, to not waste water, I suppose, would be the, the most practical thing. But at the moment, things are, are okay. Mm. And like I said, things have been very different, I suppose, um, even all of last, most of last year, and certainly since we last spoke to one another on air here. Um, you know, I suppose life has been very different, the pattern of life, the pattern of the economy, the way people are living, all because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, of course. And how has that affected the demand for water services? Yeah, I suppose the, the demand has gone up for sure. Anything in between 10 and 20% in some areas, you know, depending on where you are. Um, and some supplies are able to, um, you know, react better to that. And there's there's more resilience in the network nowadays, I suppose, that you can, you can uh, kind of uh, deviate from one source to another. Um, but yeah, definitely it's, it's put a little bit more pressure on systems for sure but um, thankfully uh, water services are, a, are a, an essential service obviously so we along with our colleagues in Kilkenny County Council have been working nearly right throughout um, the pandemic bar the first few weeks I think um, and we were I suppose we've been able to manage the, the system effectively and efficiently uh, to ensure that homes and businesses have adequate supply um, right throughout the, the pandemic and I suppose it's essential now that people have adequate supply you know to, to clean and to wash their hands regularly and you know to maintain hygiene and to, to you know use for mm. additional cooking I suppose because I don't know about your house or any of the listeners but you know we're going through a massive amount of uh, groceries and stuff like that and there's definitely the, the, the kettle has been on a lot more frequently so you know anecdotally and I suppose statistically, yeah, there there has been a, a, a greater increase in demand. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of shifted in a way from, from workplaces and hotels and restaurants and pubs and various other um, outlets like that and businesses and offices into to domestic 
uh, domestic usage, so that probably account for it. It's probably putting quite a strain, and certainly if there's up 20% demand increase in certain places, it probably does put quite a strain on the on the supply side. Whatever about the wastewater treatment side, or maybe both even. Yeah, well, I suppose there there is that bit of respite in the sense that you know uh, businesses have been um, uh, you know the, the 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 water like I suppose the the high water users are still in production like the pharma companies and the agriculture and the food and beverage pr- production side of things. The hospitality sector has been um, badly hit, obviously, as we know by by the pandemic. So there is kind of you know um, swings and roundabouts in a sense, but. Um, Look, as I said, we, we've been able to manage the system and our, our, our my colleagues in operations and our colleagues in the local authorities have done a sterling job and continue to do so. And I suppose the stimulus package that the government mm-hmm. and the minister uh, provided us with in, um, in the end of 2020 not only kind of helped us finish off projects that were crucial to the uh, to you know the water supply network to communities, but it also created 400 jobs nationally. So you know when you look at it, that side of things, uh, it's unusual, I suppose, to create jobs in in the in the pandemic and in the the climate we have now. But thanks to the minister's um, you know uh, stimulus package, we were able to do so. So yeah, so I, I, yes, I, I believe. Um Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage, Jar O'Brien, announced a total of 87 million of, of stimulus fund uh, allocation to Irish Water there to in in two different tranches in in 2020. Um, I suppose let's let's get a little bit local here to for a thousand Kilkenny. What sort of things have happened there? How much of that spend has has been able to uh, to boost other um, projects you had on underway in Kilkenny or done some new things that you you might have been able to do otherwise? Yeah, well, I suppose there were like. Hugely significant work went on um, prior to Christmas. There was, you may recall, you may have read about it or heard about it, I'm sure you, you reported on yourself, maybe, Morris, that we had um, a significant planned outage for the Talbot's Inch uh, Troy's Wood uh, treatment plant where we were replacing a pressure release valve. And I think my colleague Joe Carroll might have done a piece with you as well uh, in around the same time. Um, this was huge work and very important work for the water supply network in Kilkenny City. It allowed us to uh, replace that pressure release valve so that you know the the water supply, the pressure of the water, and the you know the safety and the security of the supply was um, easier to manage due to the replacement of that valve and one in rates and lead replacements so we were you know we we're delighted to do that you know it lead and backyard services are you know potentially harmful to health so uh, getting those across the line and ensuring that we were able to do them uh, was hugely beneficial for the for the water supply network in general and also for the people of Kilkenny. Hmm. We have just had a texter in there, um, Richard, I don't know if you're in a position to comment or, or ask, explain it, uh, somebody who's telling us, a listener who's saying that the water pressure in the Kells Road area of the city is very bad uh, at the moment. I don't, is there something in particular going on there that you, you're aware of? I'm not 100% sure, Mark. Like there, there may have been um, an outage today. I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to go back and check that. But 
usually if there's water pressure issues, there might be, um, you know, scouring of the network going on. There might be a band outage or there might be a first main or something that may have um, caused a, a short outage so that the um, that the operations team would have fixed it and the, the, the pressure would have been slow to return. But what I would yeah. say to that um, gentleman or lady is that if they do uh, encounter this problem, for a, a longer period of time, that's not you know, you know, normal. Let's say uh, to contact eighteen fifty two seven eight two seven eight, and we mobilise a crew to investigate. You know, as long as it's obviously not a private site issue. Yeah, no, because actually the texture has kind of come back and actually said it's uh, in Corcoran Terrace area in the city. You may not be familiar with that. I'm sure you'd find it quick enough, but they say it's been going on for a year or so. So maybe um, it is something that we be worthy of a bit of further investigation. And um, the number anyway, listener, one eight fifty two seven eight two seven eight. that Richard just gave us there. Um, so thanks for texting in. Um, again, getting back to uh, local and, and stuff I've noticed myself, I actually live quite close to the uh, Raidstown Reservoir, Richard, and I know that there had been a, a planning application put in a few years ago, I think, for um, a large underground pipe to connect between Raidstown and the Troyswood uh, treatment plant on the other side of the Nor. Is that project going ahead, or where is it at? Well, I suppose, I, I, to be fair, there's uh, a, a lot of projects that are, um, how would you put it, um, that we, we need to carry out. Like, we have a long business strategy and a plan uh, you know looking into the foreseeable future I suppose for the next 30 years and we're, we're in uh, draft conservation or consultation phase at the moment for the National Water Resources Plan and which is obviously available um, online and also in the Kilkenny County Council office if anyone wants to go and see it and what we're doing at the moment is we're looking at you know the demand for water all around the country our capacity in terms of water around the country and the availability of water to us and then we're looking at uh, where best we can um, I suppose utilize the the funding we have available to us and to um, then you know permit uh, budget com- permitting and I suppose with the commitment of the the minister we'll put a plan in place to try and you know, maximise and utilise the the, um, the water we have available to us, uh, bring more supply on in, in various areas and to, I suppose, um, augment supplies that we already have. So I yeah, suppose that is... Sorry, yeah, go on. No, go on. I was just going to say, sorry to cut across you there. I know one of the other, I'm sure you're aware, the, one of the big um, infrastructure development projects around here and the city of Kilkenny anyway is the opening up of the western environs and I think it's envisaged that we'd have around about 3,000 houses, some schools and other um, shops and whatever the usual kind of things in there is, is that the kind of development that can be serviced within the existing capacity of, of the water supply in around Kilkenny or will there be a, a major job to be done to, uh, to to service that kind of size of development? Yeah well I suppose what, what the benefit of Irish water I suppose is uh, as a single public utility is that we're able to kind of, um, well, we're able to, I suppose, carry out this National Water Resources Plan. Uh, and uh, as I said, it's in the research phase at the moment, or the, the consultation phase. And what we're doing is that with all of these um, potential uh, developments, uh, like you mentioned there, uh, if you don't have the, the, the basic infrastructure, you won't be able to um, bring it on stream. 
Now, I'm not 100% sure. Again, I obviously have to, uh, it, that would be a planning issue. I'd have to go to planning first. And Irish Water have a, a, a connections and developer services um, department where any um, any development would have to send in a pre-connection inquiry to, to understand and to, to see the feasibility of any development. So um, working with the planning authorities as well, um, we're able to, you know, see if, these types of uh, developments are feasible. But like you said earlier, that Raidstown uh, project, um, when we understand the, I suppose, the the the, the, the demand in terms of uh, the amount of water we need and if it's feasible and, you know, if it's if what it is there, these are the types of projects that we'd be able to bring on stream to, to ensure that um, capacity is available then. Grand, grand. I thought we were weak to, I was racking my brains trying to avoid um, puns like uh, bringing things on stream and projects <laughs> in the pipeline and all the rest. So anyway, we, ne- we nearly got there at the end. Thanks <laughs> know, a million for joining us. Thank, thanks for joining us, Richard. No Lovely problem. to talk to you. Hopefully, you. hopefully we won't be talking about water, water conservation orders the next time we're, we're having a chat on air. Thanks for joining <laughs> okay, us. Thanks very much, Wallace. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Uh, and that was Richard O'Hara, who's the regional communication for the southern region um, of um, Irish water. And uh, as you said, there was uh, 87 million allocated and uh, extra money being spent on various different projects around town here. Hopefully, uh, listener, if you're interested in following up on um, and uh, contacting Irish Water, if you haven't already done so in relation to uh, pressure difficulties in the Kells Road area around Corcoran Terrace, well, the number was 1850. 278278 that Richard said you could uh, phone in on if you and uh, be interesting to hear if you'd already done that and uh, what sort of response you get. Anyway, we better take our first ad break of the day and we'll be back after the ads with Councillor Patrick O'Neill from Finnegal. Just stay with us after a couple of minutes time we'll be back after these messages. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Play January's Community Radio Kilkenny City Spit the Pot monthly draw whenever you see the yellow boxes. Put two euros in the envelopes provided. Write your name and contact number on the envelope and drop the envelope in the yellow box. Be in it to win. The more envelopes you have in the yellow box, the better chance you have of winning. You can also get the envelopes from any volunteer of Community Radio Kilkenny City or at the radio station at 32 Hebron Industrial Estate, just off the Hebron Road. Be in it to win it. Walsh's Toyota, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Welcome back to the second part of today's show. Uh, Morris O'Connor with you, of course, as per usual on the Tuesday afternoon or indeed the Wednesday morning. So good morning to you if you're listening on the repeat now. And uh, good afternoon live to Councillor Patrick O'Neill from Finnegale. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm good, Morris. Yourself? I'm grand. Can't complain. Um, you were you were with us not terribly long ago, Patrick. I think uh, looking back over the list, it was the 13th of November last year, um, and at the time you were concerned. Uh, I, I'd, I'd probably some of your local residents out that part of the world had been raising concerns with you about traffic calming measures being needed out uh, out around Danesfort. Um, has there has been any update on that since we were talking to you last? Yeah, so, look, there's, there, I suppose there's numerous kind of townslands in, in the Danesford Parish that have had, I suppose, increased volumes of traffic over the last number of years, I suppose, due to, obviously, the motorway being built and, you know, I suppose, being a, the, 
you know, the roads in Dane's Ford becoming feeder roads towards the motorway junctions. So um, it creates a lot of issues that were never there before. And over the years, I suppose, as the country has recovered and people are busier again and working again and the population of the parish of Dainsford I suppose has grown as well so look I suppose the areas that have been problematic over the last number of years that I've received numerous I suppose representations on would be the Burn Church Ballymac area seven houses and in more recent times the Goslingstown area are closer to town where I suppose the changes to the Callan Road and construction there has caused higher volumes of traffic on that small rural road so look it, it was the National Roads announcement yesterday through the Department of Transport. Kilkenny received an allocation of nearly 17 million, um, but under part of that funding stream was what, what basically called the low cost safety funding. Uh, the council would have put forward numerous submissions, and Burn Church would have received 25,000. Seven Houses, which received money last year as well, has received another 20,000, and Goslingstown has received a small sum of 10,000 to, you know, to, to make some safety improvement works in those areas. Um, as regarding speed and and, and other so it's traffic issues so um, the only thing that has a plan in place at the moment is seven houses as it's finishing off the works over there last year so that's going to include I think seven new lights around the cross and improved signage there has still been some accidents there unfortunately so hopefully the lighting at the cross might make it more obvious I think a lot of the issue is people when, when they're coming at speed don't seem to stop um, so it, um, so hopefully that might resolve some of the ongoing issues there and there's still then plans to be drawn up for the Burn Church area and Gosingstown so look positive news for those areas because I know the residents were very frustrated uh, and felt like nothing was happening I know there's small amounts of money but they are, you know, possible now that we can get things started and get things moving in the right direction. Yeah, I suppose it all helps. Um, was there was there an, an issue as well with the, the the main kind of junction between the like uh, going from the the N10 road out to the motorway and the turn off to the uh, the GA um, club yeah. and the church and school. Yeah, so that's another, that's a separate area again. That was, I think maybe the last time I was speaking to you was around that area actually. So there was a survey carried out. Because that road is a national route, it's, it's actually the responsibility of the TII, Transport Infrastructure Ireland, the former NRA. Um, so as a council, we don't really have to, you know, we have to send any requests to the TII for approval and they're quite slow about doing things. So they've carried out a survey on that area with looks, with um, plans on doing some safety works at that in that vicinity in 2021 as well. So, so there they've been the four problem areas, I suppose, in Danesford Parish that I've come across over the last number of years regarding safety. So it's positive to see we're making some progress anyway. You know, there, it, it yeah. may not solve them all initially, but you know, it, it's great to see a start anyway. Because I, I know the frustration of of the locals was feeling like that their voice wasn't being heard and that we weren't as a council we weren't and as councillors we weren't really getting anywhere um, but look there is processes and way avenues that we have to go through and we, we, I think we're finally we're finally on the right track you're getting, you're getting there great um, I believe you also had a council meeting yesterday Patrick and before we, we talk about some of the bits and pieces on that um, I'd, have to, I'd like, just like to pay my own compliments to the council staff for having the reports that uh, yourself and your fellow councillors were presented with at yesterday's meeting uploaded onto the council's website so quickly 
yeah. after the, after the meeting. I think that's a great and very welcome development and very good for keeping the the public of Kilkenny informed. So, uh, well done to to the council staff and um, whoever whoever got that together. But you seemed as if you had quite a busy agenda. Were, were you down in the Watergate as you had been before, or were you back no, in the council we're chamber? All the, we're all remote at the moment. It's all remote. Um, so under level under level five, where all the meetings are remote. So there was legislation changed a few months back to allow us to make so statutory decisions as those remotely. So um, for the foreseeable anyway, we're going to be online as well as the, as soon as it allows. It'll be nice to get back into the Watergate. It is it is better to be there in person. But look, we 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 do what we have to do. You know, in a safe environment at the moment, and as as things allow, then we'll 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 ease us back into face to face meetings yeah. in a safe well, environment. I suppose it's good to see that the legislation was able to be changed that quickly because everybody's everybody's doing so much of their work from from home yeah. anyway. Is, is it working out okay? Any kind of teething it, issues about having council meetings? No, like look, that? it did. It took a while. look initially. It did take a bit of getting used to. Um, I think people are very comfortable with it now. It was twelve months on. It was been remote has been on and off now for twelve months. And you know, initially when COVID came along and council meetings were suffering, you know, we were only allowed seven councillors into the council chamber to make certain statutory decisions that I suppose been pre-approved by the groups beforehand it was just basically a box-ticking exercise you know it wasn't being like it was new to everyone at the time and you know some people were feeling that they weren't really getting to to have their say or maybe hold certain decisions to account etc so i've seen you know the, the meetings in fairness do move fairly smoothly now through the full online platform and look in maybe the future it has helped for me as someone who works full-time as well that I can log in without having to leave the office potentially or as we're working from home mm. you know it it, it, it does help councillors as well that are working full time as well so maybe there's a balance to be found in the future with how, how our meetings are going to be run Yeah, yeah. well I don't, know, I don't know what the experience is like at the council but I know I've been at a few um, board meetings myself uh, that have been remote in the last few months and in fact it seems as if they've gone nearly smoother and quicker so um, all everything like that helps as well I think yeah. and as but, you say particularly if you're, if you're uh, somebody who would have had to rush from an office into a council meeting in the past as you as you had to do but uh, it was i believe quite uh, from looking at the agenda quite a busy agenda lots of things the standing chief, chief executive's report of course uh, an update on things like the apartheid planning for an Erlingford fire station the service yep. delivery plan for 2021 the abbey quarter national broadband civil yep. defense and uh, something called an economic dashboard for kilkenny um probably far too much for us to get through in, in yep. the next few minutes or so but what, what sort of what stood out for you as kind of well, we did, yeah we didn't we didn't like get through we didn't get through we didn't get through at all so it, it all was right. uh it was so look it started with the good news in Erlingford about the plans for the new fire station um, i'm not sure if you have any listeners in the Erlingford area uh, but look it, it is a positive news it's a modern facility for north kilkenny and you know we'll cover a lot of the area coming close towards the city as well and it'll incorporate a training facility for local firefighters as well so that that was where we started um, from there then we moved on look the biggest part on the biggest item on the agenda really was the national broadband plan and that went on for nearly over an hour but we had uh, we had some of the members of the N- the national broadband uh NBI, NBI National Broadband Ireland yeah. on the call, yeah, and um, they gave a presentation, a very detailed presentation on the current status of the plan nationally, and then focusing on Kilkenny and where they were at. And look, so we receive we receive emails or calls weekly from people with broadband frustrations. COVID has obviously made that, I suppose, a more relevant issue in particular people in more of a hurry to try and you know resolve their broadband problems and you know the old plan as it was I suppose there's so many people actually within touching distance of quality broadband but because the plan only went so far they're 
you know, their frustration is that they can't mm. access it and maybe some other providers are at capacity in their area or phone reception is poor and look, it's you can only under, you can only imagine how people are at the moment work from home with, with bad broadband. So look as a whole, there's ten areas that cover Kilkenny and um five of those surveys have some have been complete and others are almost complete and the other five are due to start. I think the majority of them are due to start this year with maybe one or two in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Um those surveys take between three and six months, I think was the answer to complete and then from there then they I think they pass on the information to the department for approval to start the works. So mm. the timeline at the moment, what they're giving for Kikenny for the majority of, for what they've completed at the moment is, I think, from about August 2022 to June 2023 to have the yeah, majority of it yeah. complete. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just actually looking at one of the slides, I think, that you, yeah. were, um, you were shown by National Broadband Ireland yesterday for what they call their deployment areas and the one around the city here, which yeah. seems to be kind of remarkably nearly similar to our own um, licensed broadcasting territory, kind of goes out in your own direction out yeah. to, to the Bennett's Bridge, out close to Goran, up near to Freshford and around yeah. in a kind of a circle around the city like like that. And as I say, they're talking about October 2022 to March 2023. Um, so there'll be plenty of people hanging on there to, to uh, hopefully getting their, their really good broadband service. Because as you say, it's, it's, it's hit and miss. I'm very lucky here out in yeah. Maidstown in that air just happened to run a line out the road and it stops about 50 metres past my house. So... I was absolutely thrilled, but that's um, that's just fortunate. I think, and, and that's the draw. look of the draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where people just, have. Had, that's where the frustration comes. You know, when people see it so close to them, and they, we don't have. We like we, until this plan is complete. It's not. Go, they're not going to have the the Rolls Royce broadband. You know what I mean? Until that's until we, this yeah. plan is rolled out. So look, they did give yeah. a commitment. They're hoping to pull Kilkenny forward. You know, to hit the targets a bit earlier. Look, we know ourselves in national contracts. It doesn't have the greatest track record in the country. So hopefully, maybe this is going to be a bit different, and they will get through things sooner. Um, so, the questions I would have asked, I suppose, were just around when you know the Thomastown area still has to be surveyed. That's going to start in May 2021. Um, so that will, ho- you know, obviously Thomastown being a big population, and there is broadband issues in the rural areas of Thomastown. So, look, it's a small bit behind the current situation, but you know, hopefully, that survey will be completed in time. And so, something I mentioned and thought might have been relevant was I've had a lot of people who would be classified I suppose as so many essential workers as in teachers um, you know university lecturers uh, you know even detective guardy who could do some of their paperwork from home you know so you know what I mean having broadband frustration being so close to maybe other points and you know I asked the question maybe if certain amount of essential workers were, were close to a current connection point that maybe that there was a, a, a department set up in NBI to look at these like, case-by-case basis and see if there was value for money and maybe connecting five or six houses that you know could make people's lives easier but apparently I think they're running a completely new network I don't think the the current you know what I mean they're not going to be connecting to the end of the current lines and continuing on so mm-hmm. it's not unfortunately going to be feasible but um Look, we're, it, 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 it's great to put a face to it anyway, and, you know, the the plan does seem to be going according to as it should at the moment. Um, you know, people are going to be frustrated waiting for the final product. You know, it is, you know, we want it now, but it, 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 I will share some of that presentation on my social media page later on Facebook. Yeah, no, just it is, so people it is can, interesting, I think, to give people an idea of what's, what's going on, uh, particularly exa- um, those that are waiting for, for the broadband. Um, I had heard as well, I think, uh, Declan Rice, the CEO of Kilkenny Leader Partnership, was on with us there. Um, recently, and there was, I think, he, if my memory was, serves me correct, he was mentioning the possibility of kind of local uh, communities looking into yeah. 
maybe building their own local fiber networks and was, was there anybody asking whether they any development like that could then not be connected into what the um, NBI are going to provide? Yeah, not specifically. I suppose what the question was asked actually was, I suppose there's a number of local connection points that were, I suppose, initially proposed around the county, around, I suppose they were proposed around two or three years ago. Uh, they're, they're in the process of being installed at the moment, but obviously people can't use them because of COVID. So it's a bit of a, you know, it, it hasn't really benefited anyone yet, unless you sit outside it in your car and work from there, you know, yeah. you can click to the yeah. but, you know, it was mentioned that maybe we should look at having one in every village in the county at the moment and they were semi-agreeable to that idea and that it should be reviewed and that um, that they would look for advice from the local authorities maybe as to where they could expand some of these uh, local connection points um, so, you know, that could that could get people out, you know what I mean? And it's like using places like community hall in Bennett's Bridge, for example, or the community hall in Canises or something like that as an example that they would maybe, you know, use it. Now, the city is obviously pretty well covered, to be fair. Um, so you're talking more or less, you know, out the rural towns more so. Yeah, um, but, you know what I mean, that people can actually go to these areas in a normal working world and they could, you know, like mobile hotspots, they can connect there as they need to and, and work from there. Um, you know, it does make sense and it's it's yeah. it's... It's probably, you know, it's something that's what they're picking up through all councils maybe now that, you know, the initial proposed local connection points were great, but the need is more now, obviously, due to the COVID issues and what it's caused and the mm-hmm. modern world of working Absolutely. from home and teaching from home and the whole thing that has become, you know, much more of a rush. Um, yeah. So we need to try and, before, you know, we try and make as many, you know, connections to it as possible before the final product is there and that people have the option to, to go to their local you know, their local town hall or something like that to to, mm. to run a meeting or whatever mm. they have to do. Mm. I think um, the, the, the way that, just looking again at that presentation you were given, the way the National Broadband Ireland um, have designed the, the whole system is that they'll start with, the, I suppose, the major nodes or n- hubs on their, their network of which uh, the area around the city would be re- here would be regarded as one, and then they use that to connect back to Dublin, and then once they've that done, then they progress to the to the other areas for connection. The ones that you mentioned, Thomastown, Castlecomer, I think, is another one, and then yeah. the ones around, uh, maybe like other Kilkenny people, will be connected to places like either in Boris or Mulnahone or places like that or Carrick. Um, either yeah. depending on exactly where they are so that'll all roll out but so I suppose it sounds like a matter of uh, continuing patience and uh, not being um, in too much of a hurry because it's not going to happen that really that quickly but it's moving anyway so but Kikini, Kikini is at the upper end of the of the plan if you know what I mean it is in the earlier stages which is a positive like we could be waiting you know we could be we could be five years away you know what I mean so it is yeah. a seven year plan so we are we are at the right end of it and like as I mentioned yesterday they do hope to complete any sooner than they expect fingers crossed they can do that I know okay. something you know what yeah. I mean there is chances something will come and get in the way and something will change but look fingers crossed I was impressed yesterday with what they said they seem to have things you know moving correctly and, and the right ideas in place we just patience is unfortunately something we're going to have to have but um, you know we're not too far away hopefully from a, yeah. a, a fantastic you know national infrastructure well great it'd be great to see it actually happen and land and people being able to connect to it all around the county and the city indeed um, just before we let you go then uh, Patrick you know to come back to that uh, busy agenda you had yesterday one of, one of the other items I think was an update on the Abbey Quarter I think listeners are fairly familiar with seeing what's going on around town or maybe not because because so few of us can actually move around that much. Is there anything of particular interest or surprise or kind of anything coming on ahead of um, Yeah, it was basically an update on um, on progress. You know, we hadn't seen it in a while. Uh, I think we, we've we, we've 
proposed to have two of these updates per annum on, on, on progress. So um, now I, I, I stayed I didn't I had to leave the meeting for the questions. It went over time, so I think it was about twenty past six by the time the presentation was finished and I had a bit of babysitting to do, so I had to leave. So I didn't I know there was a bit of there was a bit of to and fro over the questions, I think with you know, so I've seen a few headlines today on that. But as regard to pre- so I'm not really sure what exactly went on there, but um from the presentation side you see the linear park is taking place is, is making progress. You know, the brew house building is, is you know, you can see the shape it's taking from the internal pictures of what it's going to look like and what it is looking like now. Um, you know, there's look a lot happening there. It is taking place. We'd like, you know, we would like to see, you know, something ready to go there soon and some final plans. You know, people are saying, who are these companies that are interested? What exactly is going to happen here? Uh, we're hearing all this for years, and they understand that. And like as councillors, I suppose we put a lot of our own backing into this too and I suppose you know we want to see some positive news come soon of what's actually going to take place in the in, in the brew house or you know what companies are really yeah. looking at this from a, a serious point of view and what it's going to bring to Kilkenny because at the moment you know there is a frustration there that you know that people feel they maybe haven't been listened to that you know, there's still this cloak and dagger stuff that they feel that the council are trying to pull a fast one or something like that with certain things. And you know, we we as councillors, we do need to see some some genuine interest, some genuine plans, um, some genuine business ready to move into that site. You know, to to justify as was our support of the executive and this plan over the last number of years. So um, I can understand what why people were questioning things as well as afterwards yeah. Um, yeah. but like I said I didn't I didn't get to stay for that final part but, Well there'll um, be plenty more detail I'm sure emerging on all that as, as we go on through the year obviously a bit delayed probably like everything else because of Covid but then that's just the way it is Listen we leave you go with that whether you've got to finish off today's work or go back to the the, the babysitting or whatever it is you have to do <laughs> next Anyway Patrick great uh, to have you with us again thanks for joining us No problem Morris thanks for having me you're very welcome. Take care. Councillor Patrick O'Neill from Fine Gael there. Thanks to Patrick for, for joining us there for quite a while and giving us those updates, particularly on the National Broadband Plan and the roads out um, near Danesfort and uh, Gosling's Town, uh, Burnchurch and Seven Houses. All good news. And speaking of which, uh, after this next break, we'll be joined by Seamus Cavanagh, who's a senior engineer with the Roads and Water Services section in the County Council. So do stay with us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City and we'll be back with you in just a couple of minutes' time, just after these. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Welcome back to the last part of today's Kilkenny Today. Thanks for staying with us. Hope you're enjoying today's show. Anyway, and uh, at least informed anyway, if, uh, if not entertained, uh, we leave the entertainment to music and various other things. But anyway, um, I'm glad to have um, Seamus Kavanagh, who's a senior engineer with the Roads and Water Services uh, Department in Kilkenny County Council on the line. Good afternoon, Seamus. I don't think we've spoken before on air. How are you? Um, Good evening, Morris. No, we haven't spoken before. Good evening. Good, good. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to listen in earlier on to the show, Seamus, when we had Richard O'Hara from Irish Water or indeed uh, Councillor Patrick O'Neill there uh, just before the break. Um, Did you hear anything of of either of them, what either of them had to say or have you any further elaborations or thoughts on what they were saying? Just on the Irish Water thing, I suppose the TRVs, you might have had the the information to hand, but... They will kind of save about 500 metres cubed per day, which is the equivalent of a 1,000 houses. And, and you were just asking the question about the Western environment. So it's somewhere between 800 and 1,000 houses capacity already. And with that, PRVs installed, so we're up around the 2,000 mark. And we're also doing some other work around the city with kind of leak detection and find and fix. So 
when you ask the question about the Western environment, that's how it's going to be supplied. That's good. And can you just um, explain to us, um, when I hear that the word, the letters T or Vs, I think thermostatic radiator valves, it's obviously not that. What, what are you talking about? No, so what, what, what it is, is it, it's pressure reducing valves. To reduce the pressure, oh, right, yeah. save the water. Okay, yeah. So you're, you're happy enough. I know that like things haven't moved over to... Uh, to Irish water, the process of kind of interacting between you has probably changed over over the years since Irish water came on the line. Whereas uh, you formerly you probably would have started your career being in completely in control of everything to do with water. But you're you're happy from the council's point of view that same um, kind of water supply and the major stuff that Irish waters is responsible for is kind of on track and allowing things like the Western Environments Development to to go ahead along the schedule that the council would like. Yeah, we have an excellent relationship with Irish Water, Kilkenny, ourselves, the staff. So we have 60 staff working on it. And we have a service level agreement with them. We sell about 9 million euros on two wastewater schemes. So we have a very good working relationship. And as well as that, then we're kind of working on the development plan at Kilkenny at the minute. So look at areas. Mm. Um, we, we'll talk about roads for, for a bit, um, Seamus, actually, with mainly what we, we, were, we had intended uh, talking to you about anyway. And there was a, an announcement of, of an allocation of uh, just a shade under 17 million euros to be made available um, for roads pr- um, projects here in Kilkenny, which is obviously very, um, very welcome uh, coming from the Minister of Transport. Um, do you want to talk us through a kind of a breakdown of how that's been split out and what, what might be done or what's going to be planned to be done anyway in 2021 with, with that money? Okay, Morris. So we got 16.8 million from Department of Transport yesterday announcement, which is fantastic news. It's up about a million euro on 2020 allocation. So about 12 million of that money will be spent on restoration and maintenance of roads, effectively surfacing regional, local laneways and declassified um, national roads. So 12 million will go towards that. It'll probably surface about 200 kilometres this year, which is fantastic for the county. Another big one there, and great savings and great work in the last number of years, is drainage, 652,000. With that, we'll get between 20 and 30 jobs done around the county, and we've been getting that grant. It was introduced back at the back end of 2015-16. Since we got that grant, the amount of work we've got done, and alleviating flooding on local and regional roads. Um, this discretionary works, we have 2.6 million that will go towards um, new footpaths, repair of footpaths, new public lighting. Safety schemes, you were on talking to Council O'Neill already, you spoke about Burn Church and Gosling Town mm. and Seven Houses. So there'll be 14 schemes with that, 373,000. Um, with bridge works and repairs, there's 200,000 for there. That'll cover eight number of bridges repairs. And then we have active travel, which is an improvement of footpath cycleways and connectivity around the county. So that's 850,000. Um, as well as that, then, we, um, with that, yes, yeah, so I've mentioned already the 400,000, and, and, and that's on reclassified roads. That's extra money this year, actually, that I meant to mention. So effectively up to now, if you take the road between Kilkenny and Paulstown, with the national road before the motorway come into being, so that's reclassified as a regional road, but serious money required because of the width. So effectively, mm-hmm. we would probably surface a mile of a county road, while we only surface a quarter of a mile of the, um, the regional road. So there's an extra allocation this year specifically for reclassified national roads 
400,000, which is very mm. welcome. Of course, those those sorts of roads, Seamus, um, are probably kind of taking less of a beating than they would have been before the motorway. So are they are they actually kind of functioning satisfactorily and safely for for longer than than they would have been, or or maybe is it even worse because they're not getting the traffic, or how's how's that panning out? Yeah, no, 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 no. They're work, they're working pretty fine and holding up pretty fine, but it's sections of the road that potentially. Normally on the national road like that, somewhere between 15 and 20 years, we'll be doing an overhaul on them. And the parts that were probably left, that were ready for it to be resurfaced prior to the motorway open, like was left back to Kilkenny County Council. So they're the sections we're trying to do now. But you're right what you're saying, Morris, less traffic. So if we can get a surface into them, they should last us over 20 years. Hmm. Which would which would be great, yeah. yeah. Um, so you so you mentioned that particular road. Are there any other uh, major roads, or is there any this allocation of seventeen or just under seventeen million that uh, will will be pointed in the direction of the things that are happening at the moment, like the the uh, roads infrastructure around the uh, the western environs and and that that sort of thing, or is is that all dealt with on separate budget headings? Um, the the western environs is a separate budget. That's the Lighthaf budget. So that scheme costs thirteen million. So there's a grant aid somewhere around the seven million for that. And that's a housing activation fund. So that's for that whole area there. So that's separate funding again. But what we do have, and I suppose we didn't, we had, we had, I think we had a press release for Christmas on, we have an additional 8 million from Transport Infrastructure Ireland. So that's for the national roads around the county. So that's the maintenance and upkeep. And with that, we have a couple of big schemes around the county. We have the N25 design between um, Glenmore and Watford, which were nearly at root car, um, selection stage. And we have mm-hmm. then 24 Watford to Care, which we're going to launch the website in a couple of weeks' time. I'll probably come on again, maybe to talk to you about that if you don't mind, Morris. Yeah, there's um, some some plans as well, are there, to um, to look look at um, maybe improving the safety or the alignment of the road uh, out from town out to Ballyragget, um, out there beyond Henbury's Cross, I'd say, is there? Yeah, well, that's it's, it's not in the development plan, but it's it's one of the things that keeps cropping up with elected members, and we're looking at. Probably it'll be more piecemeal on that section of road where we'll be looking at certain sections and see can we get some funding from Transport Infrastructure Ireland for some safety measures along it. It's totally based on, obviously, the traffic levels, which are not that high for a national secondary road, about 6,000 a day, and accident data as well. And we don't have a huge amount of accident data or traffic on that road. Hmm. Mm, I think there was there was an accident there um, re- recently on it, but um, yes, hopefully yes. they're they're few and far between. Yes. Um, it certainly sounds like uh, sounds like there's there's plenty going on. I presume yourself and your uh, colleagues in in the council are probably bombarded um, by by the councillors all kind of um, looking for their own little piece of the county to be to be looked after and prioritised first. I'm sure there's a it's quite a job um, trying to prioritise things and trying to keep everybody happy and keep so many different balls in the air. Well, if you take it, if you if you add, if you add the um, the sixteen point eight million and the eight million and our own local funds, you'll have a roadwork scheme of twenty eight million at Kilkenny this year. So I've prepared. We only got the allocation obviously yesterday morning, so I prepared the, the master sheet for the county. So each of the municipal districts, then the area engineer with the local representatives, will come up with a, a roadwork scheme for each of their areas. So they will yeah. come up with a plan, and that will then. They'll approve that at the municipal district area, and then we'll have a centre. It'll be approved at the full council then for each. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned as well that the earlier on, Seamus, that the uh, the allocation was up a million euros or thereabouts yes. on the 2020 allocation. Is that is that in line with what you're expecting, or was it a pleasant surprise? Or were you actually <laughs> hoping for more? It was a pleasant surprise, Morris. To be honest, it's unusual, I'd say, in your business. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise and fantastic. 
Um, mm. the, the big thing for us now is like there's so much work involved and hopefully we can get back on construction in a serious yeah. way from the 5th of March. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. So it's obviously affected by COVID is one thing, having the money. Yeah. Being able to yeah. spend it is a completely different kettle of fish, I'm, I'm sure. Um, we, we'll get you back anyway later on, probably in the year yourself or some of your colleagues, Seamus, just to maybe give us an update on some of those big projects. But uh, there are things, obviously, that people can see, uh, everything from the safety works that um, Patrick O'Neill was talking to us about there, out his part of the world, to the major, um, major national route upgrades and bridge replacements and everything like that. So it's uh, great to see all that sort of stuff going on and hopefully a bit of bit of provision for the likes of cycling as well and um, some of the kind of more environmentally friendly modes of transport. Yeah, most definitely, Morris. As I said to you, we'll be launching the website for 2024 Waterford Care Scheme on the 26th of February and I wouldn't mind coming on just to kind of give you the update yeah. on the website, etc. Yeah. that was possible. Great. Look, we'll, we'll definitely get you back. Thanks a million for joining us, Seamus. Lovely Thanks, talk. Thanks, Morris. Thanks a million. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. And thanks, uh, thanks to Seamus Kavanagh there um, from Kilkenny County Council, Senior Engineer of the Roads and Water Services uh, section. So we're able to cover a multitude there and uh, reflect back indeed on what our previous guests, Richard O'Hara from Irish Water and Councillor Patrick O'Neill were talking about earlier in the show. So thanks to all of three of those. Thanks to Mick Cummins indeed for driving the sound desk for me today and as per usual to and Nolan for helping me put the, today's show together. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.